0: Welcome to So Says Rick.
1: Mostly True Stories by Rick Hall.
0: Hello, we're glad you're here. You know what? I'm going to say we're going to do something different this episode, and Laura's not going to stop me, are you? I'm not. Matter of fact, I am going to change the name of the show right now for just this episode from So Says Rick to So Sings Laura. Because Laura is a storyteller too, but she does it through music most of the time.
1: That's right. Yeah. So we're going to explore a few different songs that I've written. And the storytelling that goes into the song.
0: Right. And what inspired us to do this was our friend Suzanne Wirtz was our guest on the last episode. And she talked about playing role-playing games with her friends when they were kids. And we got talking about Barbies. You mentioned Midge. And you had a song with your band, Trinket, called Midge, which was about being Barbie's best friend, right? Yes, Exactly. What was Trinket like, Laura?
1: <laughs> well, I've been in a wide variety of bands. Trinket was kind of a pop, lo-fi, garage, 60s girl group. AM, rock,
0: really yeah. loud band. Oh,
1: <laughs> We were really loud. It was
0: all electric.
1: Yes, I played electric guitar on some of the songs, which was really fun. When we started, I literally knew four chords. Which is actually one more than you need. You can get by with three.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But
1: we had so much fun, and we loved songwriting together.
0: Right, right. And you guys were cute as heck. I mean, who was in the band with you?
1: Well, it was Kurt Anderson. He was our token male. Heather Stanfield and Precious McCall. And we did like to wear costumes, some rather cute costumes,
0: I might say, for our performances. Oh, yeah, they're a really fun band to go watch and hear perform, and it was a spectacle. So this song is called Midge, and it's from the perspective of being Barbie's best friend. Yes,
1: and how very difficult that was for Midge.
0: (laughs) To live in Barbie's shadow. (laughs)
1: Yes, I had a lot of empathy for Midge being the second banana. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Well, I'm learning about my wife here in front of an audience. I think being a little sister in my family
1: maybe gave me some empathy for Midge. All right, that's enough therapy.
0: (laughs) So here it is, Trinket performing Midge. M I D G E Midge. (laughs) There you go. Oh man, you were rocking, Laura.
1: I loved singing that song because I got to channel my inner midge. And you know, she's she was kinda angry in that song. I would
0: say she was ticked off.
1: (laughs) So I got to be angry in a tiny way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In a musically tiny way.
1: Yeah, we used a trinket we used to say we rock
0: in a tiny way. So, wait, you make a reference to a chewed-up G.I. Joe is who Midge dated?
1: Right. Midge is stuck dating the chewed-up G.I. Joe.
0: In your games with your girl, with your <laughs> Yeah, sisters? because
1: because when we would play Barbies, actually, it was Ken who got chewed
0: up by the dog. But this is artistic license. Exactly. So sings Laura. <laughs> See?
1: Yeah, I get some leeway, Mostly too. Mostly
0: true songs by Laura Hall. <laughs> <laughs> So that was Trinket. Now let's move on to a, let's move, let's go way forward. So now we'll flash forward to the Sweet Potatoes. And she says flash forward because there were several bands in the meantime. And the Sweet Potatoes were?
1: That was me and Rick and Kelly McLeod. And Kelly and I did most of the writing for that one. And, you know, it's interesting because Sweet Potatoes was a very different band, much more Americana, folky. Acoustic. Acoustic. I think I've always liked a wide variety of music. And it never felt strange to me that I was, you know, in a sort of 90s synth pop band as well as this acoustic Americana. It just all felt to me like different kinds of expressions. You
0: are a renaissance player, Laura. <laughs> there you
1: go. So this is one of the first songs I wrote for the Sweet Potatoes. Right. And I wrote it for Kelly to sing. And it was inspired by when we would be on the farm and drive into town, there was this one little road that went off, this dirt road... And up a little hill, and then there was a grove of trees. And you could tell there used to be something up there. And
0: there definitely was when I was a kid.
1: But there wasn't any more. And I didn't know what it was because I wasn't around there as a kid. So I imagined a sweet little country church up there. And then I sort of made up the
0: whole story that went with it. And that is how storytelling happens. Yeah, that's true. Storytelling 101 with Laura Hall. (laughs) So here we go. Down a Red Dirt Road, performed by the Sweet Potatoes.
2: Down a red dirt road, up a little hill, by the old oak tree. It's standing there still, a little country church, with stained glass windows bright. Mama and Daddy got married that Saturday night They knocked on the preacher's door Will you say the words? He was sitting at his supper They couldn't wait for dessert And the preacher grabbed his Bible And walked out in the pale moonlight When Mama and Daddy got married that Saturday night And the preacher's wife played the piano They sang every hymn they knew church was overflowing with love, when they said, I do, I do, I do, when the preacher said he never saw a happy old bride and groom, they took off in Minnesota, oh, I'm impromptu honeymoon, you can bet on Sunday morning, Lord, that gossip did fly, when mama and daddy got married that Saturday night. side by side and the church where Mama and Daddy got married that Saturday night Where Mama and Daddy got married that Saturday night
0: I love that song and one of the things I like about it is the fact that Like my stories, the farm inspired you to write this song, to write this story about this couple.
1: That's true. It did. There's so much about the farm that's really uh, has inspired both of our creativity. And what's
0: nice is you're seeing it through different eyes than I have because you you didn't grow up there. As a matter of fact, here's the real story about what was up that hill. It used to be A creepy old house that was up there. And when we'd drive by it, we kids would go, oh, that's the haunted house. (laughs) Oh, you don't want to go up there.
1: That would be a completely different song.
0: Yeah, Trinket could do that song.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we recorded Down a Red Dirt Road on our first Sweet Potatoes CD. Right. And Kelly and I did it all backwards. We wrote a whole bunch of songs and went in the studio and recorded them. And then we sort of had to figure out how to be a band and how to perform live.
0: Right, right. I wasn't even in the band at that point. No, you weren't.
1: So he started out like singing harmonies and playing some harmonica. And then I was like, why don't you learn to play bass and make yourself really useful?
0: Yeah, and I remember the first gig we played, I only knew the four or five songs that we were playing. We were opening for somebody, and I got through those four songs, and I played every song I knew how to play on the bass at that point. (laughs) So the band got together after Kelly and I did the movie that I shot down in Jerseyville and Carrollton, based on my story, A Slice of Pie. And afterwards I said, Boy, Laura, I could just tell your sensibilities were so similar. You ended up being really good songwriters together.
1: We did. And we we wrote a lot of good material. We had a good run, a good 10-year run with the Sweet Potatoes.
0: So let's move forward again in time. Yes. To to to, now. How about that? Well,
1: it was just last year, right? Right. Last summer.
0: Right. This next song is something you wrote, and you and I did the only recording of it so far, right?
1: Yep. So we did it in, in my studio here. And this was inspired by all the crazy events of last year, the pandemic, the social unrest, the fires that we were having in California. Yeah. It just felt like the world was sort of falling apart around us. Right. And that as it was happening, rather than it bringing us together to try and Solve some of the problems that we were getting further and further divided to the point where it felt like we couldn't even talk to each other about anything. And that was what inspired this song.
0: Well, there we go. I think that's a good intro to the song Laura wrote called Talk to Each Other.
3: We're all home Waiting to see what's next Cynical and stressed We never could have guessed This would be how it would all play out Full of fear and doubt When we open up our mouths We're yelling loud Even when we don't know what we're shouting about Now we have become imprisoned By our own division. Let's stop calling each other names and Let's stop pointing fingers and blaming We can agree or disagree That doesn't mean we have to be enemies Can we talk to each other Even when we disagree talk to each other, you and me. Can we treat one another as we want to be treated? We won't be defeated if we talk to each other.
0: Wow, I haven't heard that recording in a while. I love that. And uh, you know what else I love, Laura? I love singing with you. And I guess I'm I'm full circle because I started out singing with my family, and now <laughs> I, I'm married to you and we sing together. There you go. That's a really great song, and it really, I think, encapsulates what we were going through at that time. It was a struggle, and I feel like we're kind of coming out of it now.
1: I sure hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. sure do.
0: Well, we did really do something different this episode, didn't we? We did. And
1: we also, it was a little bit of a a survey of my uh, songwriting through the years.
0: Right, right, right. I think you've matured in your songwriting. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. It just sounds wise. But you know what? Here's one thing that we do. Whenever I'm writing a story, before I record it, I make sure I pass it by Laura and get her notes. Because she always helps me. And very often...
1: And very often I run my stuff past you as well.
0: Right, Yeah. And then I fix it all, and she records (laughs) it. (laughs) It's funny. People know you from TV, on whose line is it anyway? And you don't even speak on that show. You're the musical director, and you play. And I think it's kind of fun for people to get to know the Laura Hall that I love, know, and sing with.
1: Well, I don't know if they know me that well, quite as well as you do.
0: (laughs) I guess not.
1: But it is nice to get to share my music and be reminded of that connection between us creatively. Right. And also that connection between songwriting and storytelling and how they're basically the same thing.
0: They sure are. They sure are. Well, we could do uh, another full show just talking about your songs and having more songs and maybe down the road we will. But for now, we'll say thank you for doing this episode of So Sings Laura.
1: (laughs) Well, thanks for having me, Rick.
0: I'm glad you could make time to come to our studio (laughs) to do it. You had to walk all the way across the yard.
1: Right. All the way from the house.
0: Wow. Traffic was terrible. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.